I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey post-game show. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Oh, look at that. I didn't have the comments again, but then they showed up, so that's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> what a freaking game that was, huh? Jesus. I, I They didn't deserve to win, and they didn't. I guess that's what we can take away from it. Um, that first period, I... I have no words for that game. That was a that was a great encapsulation of what this team is. Like as soon as I, my computer's freaking out, uh, I, I just oh, what's up, Bill? Tough loss, man. Not really. I mean, they deserve to lose. That's that's what happens. I mean, they, they that first period was terrible. Uh, they made a couple of nice plays, but sh- you know, you score thirty seven seconds in and then get dominated for the rest of the period. You played bad. Um, I. I Man, it's <laughs> – I, I got nothing. I got nothing for this one. Um, you know, the game-time goal, uh, everyone was just kind of standing around, uh, let Joe Thornton just shoot and score. And it was a beautiful shot. That shot's going to go in every time. It's a beautiful freaking shot. Um, you need to, like, challenge him or something. Just so much puck watching, so much stationary defense. I just ah. – the offensive scheme is working better. I will say that. I am still enthused with uh, at least one line's consistency uh, in creating scoring chances and generating their offense from behind the net, uh, trying to get pucks into the slot, and generally using high-danger areas. That's nice. Um, power play was shit again. This is seven straight goals with a with a penalty kill goal against. Um <sighs> Or seven straight games with a power play goal against. That's what I'm trying to say. The power play was no good. Uh, they they gave you a couple gifts there. There was that one. It was like two shifts in a row by San Jose where they just dominated, and then they changed. And I was sitting there watching the game, saying, "Oh man, the Flyers are about to take a penalty." And then the Sharks change and get called for too many men. That is a gift power play that you have to capitalize on. Uh, they they almost gave up like two shorthanded goals on that power play. It was a disgrace. This team just can't seem to string together consistent efforts. Uh, they, that that power that overtime goal was just sheer. Uh, I, I guess you could call it a miscommunication between Ghost and Voracek, but someone just needs to step up and make a freaking play. Uh, Voracek took a stride towards it. Looked like maybe. Uh, he wanted Ghost to get it. Maybe Ghost stepped up for it. I haven't seen the like replay where you could actually see Ghost and what he did when as soon as the puck pops out. Um, but someone needs to get to that puck. That's all there is to it. It was just, it was just Couture going in and, and, and winning a battle. That's, that's all there was to it. And there were two flyers who could have got to it first, and they both deferred to each other, it appeared, and that's what we got. I don't have a lot tonight, guys. It's it's one seventeen. The clock is going to go back tonight, but I'm just going to hang out as long as all of you want to hang out. So let's get to your comments. Uh, they need to bring back uh, the Chevy hot take on post game live. Why not? 
Need a Wolf Cola after that game. I, I could use a lot after that game, honestly. I freaking I, I stay sober for these post games, and then I feel like an idiot for doing so when they when when games like this happen. Tough to lose an OT like that. I mean, they didn't deserve one point, and they got it. So that's like I'm trying to. I'm trying to weigh how I feel about this game because sometimes you're just going to lose, and that happens. Uh, and they didn't deserve even one point tonight, and they got it. They had a chance for two, but like I said, that freaking overtime play was goddamn embarrassment. Um, but at the end of the day, you blow a third-period lead. You had long stretches where you just looked freaking terrible. Uh, just turnover after turnover after turnover. Couldn't capitalize on your power plays. Uh, give up, give up a, give up a power play goal. Uh, it's just, ugh. I'll take a point out of that game. Turnovers killed them. No, it's it's a it's a macro versus micro. You know, um, I like that they got a point uh, in a game that they didn't play very well at all in. However. It, more efforts like that are going to lead to more 8-2 losses than than overtime losses. So, hey, Bill, we got a point against a good team. What did you think? Anybody impress? Uh, yeah, Nolan Patrick continues to look really, really impressive. You're all welcome that I called him out on the last BSH radio. Um, yeah. Now, Nolan Patrick continues to look really good. Oscar Lindblom, I didn't notice if he came back after that blocked shot, but he uh, – he looks really good. Again, I, I love that line. I'm a big fan of that line. Um, you know, TK more more just freaking another post for Travis Konechny. Like, Jesus, he's going to have a four-goal game. That's the only thing. Like, a guy like Konechny, it's going to be a four-goal game. All the posts he's freaking hit this year, he deserves one. Um, I thought Sanheim started really poorly, and uh, he had, like, two turnovers on his first two shifts, and then I thought he settled in. Uh, but no, I, I can't say anybody else really impressed me. Wayne Simmons, I thought, was not good tonight. thought he had like 14 turnovers. That might be a low-end estimate. Um, he had the nice play on the wheel goal, but every other time it, he touched the puck, it seemed like it went the other way within three seconds. Uh, you know, that was a nice goal by wheel. I like that shot, like that wheel's still producing. But it just they just need to tighten up, man. There's just so much lapsed coverage. They were so weak through the middle in the first period. I've never seen a team just concede the whole middle of the ice, their own blue line, that much. And no Andrew McDonald in the lineup. We can't even blame Andrew McDonald. They played well against a cup contender. I, I didn't see them playing well at all. They scored a couple goals, but, like, the game itself, they were bad. They needed Cal Pickard to step up to, like, get a point. They didn't play well today at all. Hey, Bill, did the team look like they shelled up in the third? I don't know if they necessarily shelled up. I think they just got shelled. Like, I, I just think they were they got outmanned. What is going on with the power play? Can't get anything going? Yeah, I, it's it hasn't looked great. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, they switched it up. I thought I liked the personnel changes. But again, in the third period with a, with a one-goal lead, ha, 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 Hackstall... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Hackstall switches it back up and goes back to his uh goes back to his old familiar unit. I I don't understand it, but neither really had much going tonight. They gave up a ton of shorthanded chances again. I don't know. Couturier looks terrible. Couturier has been really up and down this season. I thought he's had some really good games, some really bad games. 
Uh, that assist he picked up on the Giroux on the Giroux goal on Thursday night was like vintage Couturier. Uh, you know, stop a stop an offensive uh, zone entry, just shut it down, chip it up, and uh, make a nice make that nice bank pass to Giroux. Um, you know, vintage Couturier. And tonight, yeah, I, I didn't think he looked good at all. That last sequence was amazingly bad effort and giving no effort. Yeah, that was. Uh, you'd have to. You, you'd have to try, and that, like that, I, I'm gonna say it was a miscommunication. Like right when it happened, I was just like, "Move your freaking ass, Voracek! You don't want the puck." And like I understand that maybe Ghost took a stride to it, and so he thought he should back off and give Ghost an outlet. And maybe Ghost thought the same thing when he saw Voracek take a stride to it, and the next thing you know, they're being. Uh, Next thing you know, they lose. So, but that, that's just a freaking, that's a terrible play. If it wasn't for Pickard, it would have been a blowout. Yeah, Pickard played pretty well tonight. I got to give it to the guy. Uh, you know, hasn't been in, hasn't had a ton of action. We saw Neuvert get scratched for precautionary reasons. Was that Thursday? Uh, and now, you know, Pickard gets the start tonight. So we can only assume that Michael Neuvert is injured or not fully healthy or what. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Pickard wasn't bad tonight. Get back to hack must go. I never got off of it. I Yeah, fire the coach. I'm fine with that. I just think there's there's other problems, too. A lot of other problems, too. What did JJ say that has everyone riled up? Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people were taking to exception to the way they were talking about Eric Carlson on the, uh, on the broadcast day. But, honestly, it's been uh, – if you've seen much of the Sharks – Eric Carlson does not look like Eric Carlson, and he's just like – looks so in his own head today. He looks like – Eric Carlson looks like the NBA players after the Monstars stole all their powers. Like, he just doesn't look anything close to Eric Carlson right now. So maybe that was it, but I, I don't think it was – I don't think it's unwarranted to say, hey, man, Eric Carlson's really struggling because he doesn't look like himself at all. They only decide to generate offense after the other team scores. I mean, they scored 37 seconds into the game today. But I, I just – they do – they just need to kill the lulls, man. I, I, I say all the time, no one's going to dominate for uh, – no one's going to dominate for 60, for 60 minutes. But you need to not have five-minute stretches where you don't have a shot. Like, you can't let that stuff happen where you're just dead, where you're just going to take a penalty, or you're going to give up a goal, just or you're just going to dig yourself into a hole. Uh, they just have to I, – I, TK, is gonna, TK isn't going to sleep much after that shot off the post, but speaking of TK, I have this worry that once JVR comes back, Hack won't want to mess with lines two or three and put JVR in line one putting TK on either line four or inexplicably in the press box. I think we're beyond the press box thing, and they're going to play JVR on the left side. I think there's a reason they started JVR on the third line. Dale Weiss is playing great, but he'll – especially – and, um, you know, Laterra took the shot. I think he came, took the took the shot off the arm tonight. I think he came back, but you don't know what's going to happen with that over the next couple days. Um, JVR still out a while, so I don't think that'll really have any – have any bearing on that situation, but I can't, I, I, I can't foresee a situation in which TK comes out of the lineup or gets moved to the fourth line. We went against the number four PK. What did you expect? I mean, I don't care how good the other team is. Be good too. 
your Claude Giroux, your Shane Gostaspare, your Wayne Simmons, your Jake Voracek, your Sean Couturier, your Nolan Patrick. Score a goal. That's what I expect. Be better than them. Oh, the number four PK. Uh, okay, by that logic, every every single time the Flyers kill a penalty, it should go in. Sometimes you beat the other team. They didn't do it tonight. They looked like shit. So conservative with the lead. I would say typically, yes, they are too conservative with the lead. But tonight, I just think they got manhandled with the lead. Ghost should have just went for the puck, can't back down in the own zone during three-on-three. You also can't get beat. You know, you can't let them get behind you. They just need to communicate better on that play if that's what happened. Um, you know, Jake Voracek was right there, too. I don't know. I, I Only those two know what actually happened. That's the thing. Uh, they just need to communicate better. And for a couple of guys who have spent a ton of time together, they I mean, they play together on the power play. They've been teammates since 2015-16. I, I mean, they play three-on-three three all the time. They need to communicate better. Definitely should have lost, got to the puck deep on the team to met too many turnovers at the blue line. Yeah, they, they turned the puck over all over the ice tonight. I've, I said in the first period, I don't know what the record is for turnovers in a game, but I assume the Flyers are on pace to shatter it, and they didn't really slow up as the game went on. Weiss, looking like a player of hockey. He's had his moments. He's had some definitely positive moments. Um... Again, I, 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 I don't expect him to stay on the third line over, over you know, JVR or something. But, um, yeah, this is kind of the Dale Weiss we were promised. Just a nice, nice, you know, rugged Dale Weiss. A nice bottom six forward. A guy who can loosen up some pucks for you down low. Uh, effectively uses size around the net. Um, I... I have no complaints about Dale Weiss, and anyone who's been listening to the show for the last two years know I made a problem, or I, I made a point to say I have a personal problem with Dale Weiss, and that's how I purposefully was saying his name for a while. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I got I, I have very few complaints about Dale Weiss. However, there was a point in the third period where, like, he could have thrown a pass into the slot, but instead skated around the net and then tried to throw it out to the point, and then nothing came of it. So. Uh, a little playing, a little too much of that hack stall system, you know, do more limb bombing, ignore the system, get the puck into the slot, get points. <sighs> I really don't think it was a lack of effort tonight. The thing that bothers me the most was the Flyers constantly trying those stretch passes or cross ice passes in the neutral zone. That was just killing them. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I don't think they didn't. I can't say, yeah, I, I don't think it's like they didn't try. Like, there are games this season where I say it was a serious lack of effort that led to this outcome. That wasn't the case tonight. I just think, yeah, just so many mistakes, just mistake after mistake. Just turnover, 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 turnover. Uh, you know, hit a post. Yeah, I, I, I can't blame for Konechny for making some, trying to make something happen, but you got to bury it, man. End of the day, you're getting paid to score goals. You hit that post, next thing you know, they're coming back down. Eventually, Thornton scores, ties the game. That's two-goal swing right there. Five points in California, I'll take it. No, there's, there's, again, the fact that they salvaged a point out of this and went 2-0-1 on, uh, on the California trip. Now they have Arizona on Monday, and they win in Arizona. This was a hell of a successful trip. Um, 
But man, they just did not look good at all tonight. Hey, Bill, Latera hurt. Do we see uh, Goldborn? I, you know, I want to see Goldborn. Um, but he came back. I don't know, you know, what the diagnosis or anything is. He came back into the game at one point. You never know how that's – I think it was a, a, a block shot off the arm, I believe it was. You don't know how that's going to swell up. You, know, you don't know how that's going to react tomorrow. Uh, but I assume he's fine. Um, but something to keep an eye on, I guess. I would love to see Goldborn. I was trying to give Hack the benefit of the doubt until eight minutes ago. Listen, uh, I, I I want the coach fired. You know, I do. Uh, I can't blame this one on the coach. What's the coach supposed to do? He's not turning the puck over. They got outplayed but were opportunistic. The Sharks were able to make them pay where Anaheim and L.A. couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they just did a better job of generating more chances and having the puck more against uh, against Anaheim and against L.A., and that's something we talked about, and that those two teams are bad. Uh, Anaheim, you know, ton of injuries, bunch of rookies, really, really bad defensively, just give up a ton of shots, give up a ton of chances, um, and L.A. is old and slow, and, you know, they're just not very good. Uh, and it, that's, you know, something we talked about right here. We need to see it against a better team. We need to see them when they're actually tested. Uh, in terms of Outcome of the game, overtime loss, yeah, okay. But when you really look at it, it's like, ugh, yeah, they really, they haven't, they didn't turn it around as much as we could have hoped, as much as we would have hoped based on the way they played in L.A. and Anaheim. Opportunistic is a great word for that game. Took advantage of opportunities, but still struggled. No, and it's important to be able to get a point out of a game like that. I'm not going to discount the fact that getting a point in a game where you were outplayed for 50 of the 60 minutes, uh, you know, that's that's important to get that point. But it's like, man, you, you probably could have played better for stretches at least. You could have made it a little, you know. That's, again, if you just take advantage of your opportunities and string together a few more good shifts, you get two points in that game. You get a regulation win and you know, everyone goes home happy, even though you didn't play necessarily the best game of the trip. Patrick Lindblom were terrific. I agree. Yeah. I'm a big fan of both of those two. I really like them as a pair, uh, big guys, guys who like to possess the puck, creative guys, guys who, Nose from the net, all that stuff, all those things we we you know like to say about players like them. And I think Voracek's a perfect. Uh, I think Voracek's a perfect line mate for them. Um, I'm mad at Voracek about that overtime play. That's that's all there is to it. I'm mad at Ghost too, but I'm talking about Voracek right now. Uh, yeah, but I think Voracek's a good a good uh, third for for Limblom and Patrick, and I really want to see that line grow together. I have so little interest in bringing that line up. I want to continue with the with the groups that they have currently for you know at least the top six, well, top five until JVR comes back, and then the top six. And I really just want to see these guys get a shot because the thing that's weird right now, they the Flyers turned it around and they're you know in the last two games and they got a point tonight. Um, they're playing better than they were, absolutely. 
like we said earlier, Couturier doesn't look too good, and Giroux is, you know, Giroux's Giroux, and Konechny hasn't really got it going yet. I mean, he, he had the assist tonight, and he's put up some points, but that line at points last year looked dominant. And once they really get going, which I believe they will, because they're three really good hockey players, uh, you, you could have a good, you know, you could get on a good run. But they just got to cut out the just, my God, the senseless turnovers, the failed clears. I j- and I will say, as as annoying as the turnovers and failed clears and everything were tonight, I have never seen more tipped pucks, bouncing pucks, just end up on a team's stick like they did with San Jose. San Jose outplayed the Flyers really, like for like I said, for 50 out of 60 minutes tonight. And then, you know, the eight seconds of the overtime or whatever the hell it was. But, my God, every bounce landed on their freaking sticks. That's more like it. This game is really what, uh, where they're at. The coach saved his job, unfortunately, with this road trip. As a result, this will hurt them in the long run by keeping this coaching staff around. They're nowhere near as good enough as they could be. Fool's gold. gold. I, 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 I mean, unless they went 0-4 on this road trip, he wasn't getting fired. And I still don't know if he would have got fired. He survived a 10-game losing streak last year. Like He survived 8-2 to on opening night. He survived that Islanders game. Hextall came in here with the idea that I'm going to provide stability to an organization that has never, ever had it, at least, you know, in my lifetime. This organization has never had any stability whatsoever. You know, firing coaches who get you to the Stanley Cup final, uh, ripping the C off of a Hall of Fame player, just, you know, making, trading young players for guys who are 40, uh, nonstop pursuit of aged veterans. This team has never had any stability. Hextall came in thinking, I'm going to provide some. And he has to some extent. And I think it's important. Good, good organizations in all sports have some level of stability. However, it seems like an overcorrection at some points. Like, you got to do something about this penalty kill. I don't know if Ann LaPerriere is the problem. I mean, I know he's a problem. Uh, but something tells me your personnel just isn't very good at killing penalties because at a certain point you'd think they would just improve at it a little, and they're basically right where they have always been. Um, so, like, do something there. Just do something to make it look like you're you're trying to improve this team. I'll take a point tonight, sloppy playing. Again, I agree. Wow, it's gotten to Space Jam references. Yeah, man. Gotta love Space Jam. It's weird when Simmons looks the worst out of Wheel and Weiss. Uh, no, and th- that's a good point. Um, you know, Simmons isn't going to be the worst player on his line most nights. Uh, again, he made a really nice play on the wheel goal, but I thought every time after that, and really before that, I thought he had a bunch of turnover. I thought he was just a goddamn turnover machine tonight. Five out of six points is a good outcome, but with the exception of the second line, they looked like poo tonight. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to weigh... Yes, they got a point versus, oof, they can't play like this because there's going to be, they're going to get blown out again. You know, like there's going to be more games. If they look the way they look tonight, there's going to be more games that they lose 8-2 to two than they lose 4-3. to three. That's all. We Simmons wheel line looked good tonight. I thought they had some good shifts. Um 
Just too loosey-goosey with the puck for me. What's the point of having uh, Albe Kubel up here if he plays five minutes? Hack still needs, Hackstall still needs to be fired. Again, I no one disagrees that Hack needs to be fired. They ease guys in, and I just don't think he, he just hasn't earned his trust yet. I hope he does. What was his – let's see. What was his actual line tonight? I didn't notice him at, uh, very much at all, so I'm going to guess – it was closer to the 544 he played in his first game than the eight or so minutes he played on Thursday. No, not stats. I need the goddamn box score. Where are you, box score? You're just you're just not gonna load. There we go. Uh, yeah, 544, I guess, oh my god, is that the exact number he played? That's almost hard to do. Is that the exact same he put up last game? Or his first game? Yeah, at Anaheim, 544. That's nuts that he did it twice. That's actually impressive that he logged 544 of ice time in two out of his three games. I think he wouldn't think he did on that exact number. All right, anyway. Uh, good teams expose this Flyers team for what they really are. Yeah, they beat good time, good teams sometimes too. Sometimes, uh, too many times we get stuck running around in our zone for long stretches. Our defensive zone coverage is terrible, and they don't cover anyone and don't stay in passing lanes. Yeah, man, there's just uh, the back check is often weak. Uh, they just gave up, especially in the first period. They just surrendered the middle of the ice and surrendered their blue line. Uh, I've it's it, yeah, the, the defensive zone coverage has been an issue. But knowing that, I don't understand how you have any defensive strategy other than challenge every single entry. Because once they're in, it's over. So you have to stop them from getting in. Maybe put Noivy on long-term injured reserve and wait out his contract. What's the difference? A win over Arizona would end the road trip quite nicely. I agree. Again, if... They beat Arizona on Monday. 3-0-1 is, really uh, is a really good road trip. And Arizona is a sneaky, I don't know if I want to call them a good team yet, but they're definitely an improved team. Uh, I think they're very good defensively. I think they're a smart team. Um, and they can definitely beat you. They can absolutely beat you. And anyone can beat the Flyers on any given night. So uh, beating them, going 3-0-1 on the road trip, that's a hell of a trip. NP is a beast. Yeah, man, Nolan Patrick looks like he's starting to deliver on some of his potential. Um, carrying the puck, back-checking, making good, smart defensive plays, and putting up points. Uh, all those things are important, and I, I'm really, really entertained by him. Uh, can't wait to watch him as he as he grows. Really looking forward to watching him and Lindblom grow together. Uh, just two big bodies who like to possess that puck down low. Can't say enough about the way those two are playing right now. Uh, Voracek is overrated, constantly turning pucks over all the time. Package him for Nylander. They don't want to give Nylander $8 million. Why would they want to pay Jake Voracek $8 million plus dollars for the next... Uh, Voracek is what he is. Voracek is a guy who in his down seasons ends with three quarters of a point a game. He can be between there and over a point a game as he was last season. Voracek is a very good player. Are there players in the league better than him? Are there wingers in the league better than him? There are. 
It's a short list, though. It's a real short list. Could use a bottle of fight milk after that game. Every single pass to or from Coots was picked off, thinking the knee is an actual issue. Uh, it might be, but on some nights, Couturier looks fine. He, I will say he's had a slow start overall to this season, but he's had some games where I thought he's looked really good and maybe was starting to turn a corner. Um, maybe it's just one of those things where he can give you a different level on different nights based on what his knee is allowing. It's possible. Um, but, yeah, something he, – he was not good at all tonight. They got five out of six, but let's face it, they faced a depleted Ducks team and an L.A. team that's been a tire fire and missing quick. They didn't play especially well in any of those games. It's great that they got points, but they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, absolutely. Jake is usually a slow starter. I'm not worried about him. And for a slow starter, I mean, he's at like a point a game. That's what he's at. He had a goal tonight. Uh... Yeah, this hasn't updated yet. Yeah, so, yeah, 14 points in 14 games. So if that's a slow start, uh, you know, pretty happy about that. If NAK is only getting five to six minutes, Goldborn may only get one to two. Uh, yeah, Goldborn, let's look at his game logs from last year because I know when he came up, he wasn't playing very much at all. Like nine, he got into nine games last year. I thought it was less. Uh, 523, 545, 456, 311, nice. Uh, 357, uh, they're not going to count on those guys for much. Yeah, he averaged 535 while he was up here. Uh, so basically, he averaged last year what Albay Cubell is getting this year. Um, I think they just think of NAK as an injury replacement right now. Uh, I don't like it. I want him getting more time. I absolutely want to see what this kid has. Looks like he can hang. Looks like he brings a good element. Uh, the surprising thing to me is, like, the things I like about uh, – I, I like a lot of things about him, but I feel like he has enough of – the stuff Hackstall likes, you know, that snot and balls uh, that he would get in more. Uh, but hasn't yet. Maybe he's going to earn more time over the next couple of games. Has NAK actually done anything wrong to deserve only 544 voice timers? This just he's young, must sit. I think it's just he's got to earn earn the trust of the coach, and they don't. He doesn't know what he can expect out of him yet, and as he, as the coach trusts him more, he'll he'll get more time. I don't like it either, but this is what most coaches do. This is I say it all the time: all coaches are bad. Uh, again, want Hackstall fired? Don't like Dave Hackstall, but uh, all coaches are bad. Going to see my Flyers here in Vancouver next month. That'll be a fun showdown with Elias Pettersson. I get that the players aren't playing well, but the level of compete makes me think Hack is losing the room. I know that is soft analysis, but this is the most I've noticed this season. I, I don't think that's been an issue lately. I do think it was an issue in the like middle of October, uh, but I, I don't think it's been as much of an issue lately. First line needs to be way better. Couldn't have 
couldn't agree more, Joe. They they depend on that line, and uh, you know it's Drew, the captain and the leading scorer, and it's Couturier, who's supposed to be your number one center and one of the, one of the best two way players in the league, and Konechny, who's an electric offensive player. They need to be a lot better. Do they give turnover counts in the box score? I'm guessing we had at least 20. The real-time stats for the NHL are a joke. I don't really ever trust them, but let's just look at what the box score actually says. Uh, yeah, it only credits the Flyers with eight giveaways, and it actually says the Sharks had nine giveaways. So, yeah, real-time stats in the NHL are a freaking joke. There was a couple of years ago, uh, the Panthers had by far the fewest giveaways in the league. Uh, like it was, they were like, "Oh man, Florida's really protecting the puck." And I don't remember what team was visiting. It might have been the Flyers. Might have been some other team. Got retweeted. I don't remember. I just remember a beat reporter from an from an opposing team was in the press box. And between every period, you uh, they give you if you're up in the press box, you get like a a stat sheet, a game summary of everything from the first period, and then you get a second period one. And through two periods, whenever this was. Uh, the no one had recorded any giveaways or any takeaways. Now that just doesn't happen in a hockey game. Yeah, they just weren't recording it. That's uh, so fifty percent of Florida's games they were credited with no giveaways. So of course they let the league or had the fewest in the league. It's the real time stats in the NHL are a joke like that. I can point out three terrible plays on that one OT shift, one by each player on the ice. Claude taking on three defenders. Jake completely missing his check. Ghost not jumping up to get that slow-moving puck. I want to get a... The G thing, trying to create a play, and then thinking, you know, the two guys he's spent more time on the ice with than anyone over the last four years uh, would be able to get to a puck. I, I didn't have a huge problem with that. But the response, I just, I, I blew me away. Is that a record for fastest goal in OT from the drop of the puck? And the Flyers had a couple quick ones, like, last year, didn't they? What was that, 13 seconds? I feel like the Flyers had, like, a... The Couturier, it was... Remember, there was, like, a, a week where the Flyers had two or three OT wins and Couturier and, uh, and Konechny hooked up on, uh, on, on the winners. I feel like uh, – I want to say Konechny had one like 11 seconds into a game – or into an OT last year. Five points in California is cool and all, but how about a win at home in front of the fans who pay their salaries – uh, fans don't pay the salaries. It's it's TV contracts. Um, yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're they've really really struggled at home. It's uh, it's it's an issue because you need your home ice to be home ice. Um, really interested to see how this game goes on Monday and what the uh, what the mood of the building is going to be when they're back home. I think that's going to be an interesting scenario because you know they lose this one, don't look particularly good, look like shit in the overtime. Uh, and then, you know, say you don't play all that well and you lose in Arizona, you come home, all the goodwill from those back-to-back -back wins is, uh, is, is more than forgotten, and you're just it's – a, it's a powder keg. It's going to be an interesting situation either way when he gets home.
Why don't they try Patrick on the PK? He's a good defensive player. It's a great question. Uh, he's winning faceoffs this year. Um, yeah, he's a good defensive player. He's just a smart guy. I want to say they need more speed on the penalty kill, but they use Yuri freaking Latera, who's one of the slowest skaters in the league. So I, I honestly have no idea. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a great question. What do you expect Hextall to do? It's possible they don't have the personnel to make the penalty kill better. Um, I expect him to fire a failure, uh, no matter what the personnel's problem is. And LaPerriere has failed at his job consistently. He's bad at it. He's not a good penalty kill coach. He just isn't. Um, I know that because his group is always terrible. Um, I expect Hextall to identify a failure and get rid of him. But, you know, maybe the personnel just needs to be upgraded. Maybe they're just not good at it. But they need to do something. Weird the PK is so bad when they actually excel at face-offs. I believe I brought that up last game, maybe, or on the last show. I don't remember. But Charlie uh, O'Connor tweeted it, uh, something to the same effect tonight. And it is, like, I, I say overall face-offs are kind of an overrated stat um, in that they're not any more important than any other puck battle uh, in total. However, offensive and defensive zone special teams – uh, face-offs are very big. And winning defensive zone face-offs on the PK is huge. The fact that they're unable to take advantage of that is insane. Like, you kill the first, I think Charlie was, I think Charlie's tweet was something to the effect of, you kill the first 15 seconds of the penalty and still, like, you're, you know, got, the other team is effectively working with a minute 45 every other time out there. And they still they still get it done in less time. I, I it's crazy. Hey Bill, BSH Radio Monday along with the game. No, we will be recording Tuesday uh, earlier than usual. Uh, yeah, Tuesday at like five thirty, I believe we're recording. So uh, we we try not to record on game nights. Um, you know, a lot can change in a game, and we just want to have all the information possible. So uh, we're going to be recording on Tuesday this week. Every single successful penalty kill in this league plays an aggressive style, and the Flyers play the passive box. The passive box doesn't work in this league anymore. Uh, if if they were more aggressive on the PK, they'll improve. I agree. They're way too. I think they're way too passive in their own zone on the PK and at five on five. But they just give way too much room out there. Uh, if you're gonna go down, go down swinging. Like challenge them. Don't just let them freaking score. <laughs> at least challenge them. The PK is tough. They try and go play the puck straight up and end up leaving two passes open. But I never actually see them challenge the puck. Like I believe, uh, I believe it was Couturier on the back door. Like that backdoor goal is a hell of a play. And you're gonna when the puck is at the top left, the bottom right guy is probably gonna be opened. And that's the fact that you can't let it get there. Like Couturier, I think was up at the top and needs to angle, get a body on a get a body on the puck handler, make him go, make him rim it around, do something other than pass it directly through the heart of your defense. And I think uh I think it was Provorov just kind of standing there in the middle um not really covering anyone just hoping for the puck to hit him on that uh, on that cross ice pass. And it's a desperation play, but like do something. 
I don't, they're just way too passive all the time in the defensive zone, and it really, really shows itself at 5-on-4. Lucky to escape with a point. Slow feet from almost all guys tonight seem too rigid and locked into an ineffective slow system. Sharks were fast and fluid. Yeah, the Sharks were definitely taking it to them at points and really um, made the Flyers look really slow uh, a lot of times. They just, man, get one turnover, it turned into three. And so many failed clears. It was just not a – this is the – they were slop tonight. They were just so freaking sloppy, and they are lucky to escape with a point. I don't want to lose um, sight of the fact that nobody wins every game to get a point out of a night where you don't deserve one as big in the grand scheme of things. However, if they continue playing this way, they're going to lose a lot. Really wish they'd get the power play going. Looked really disjointed tonight. At least get some time on attack, get some good pressure. Yeah, there are points this season where um, they just weren't converting, but it looked like goals were going to come. They were getting a ton of chances. And uh, it just, you know, sometimes sometimes the goalie makes some saves. Sometimes you just go into a slump. I always, I always compare a power play to a power hitter uh, in baseball. Uh, you know, Ryan Howard, when, when he was in a slump, man, there weren't many hitters who looked worse ever. Um, but when he was hot, he carried you for three weeks. And that's a lot like this Flyers power play. And they are a different freaking team uh, when their power play is going. They're just so much more confident. Everything else seems to be going for them. This is a team that depends on the power play. And you have some of the better power play performers in the league on this team. Giroux is one of the best distributors from that spot. He's one of the best power play distributors I've ever seen. Uh, you know, Shane Gossespierre, amazing point man. Hasn't really looked like himself all year up there. Just not – just hasn't looked as dynamic. I don't know. Just – I don't know. Um, you know, Wayne Simmons, the net front presence, uh, they've bumped him on and off the first unit this year, but it's Wayne freaking Simmons. You know, Jake Voracek over there, just a good puck possession player, good puck handler, good passer, good uh, good guy to pair with Claude Giroux for the cross-icers. Um, they've worked Nolan Patrick in. They've worked Konechny in. Just can't seem to get much going consistently consistently and man it's they need it like that's an element of this that's an element of this team's game that they need people keep talking about good slash bad teams no team is that good or bad anyone can win or lose on any night in any building example just tonight la wins 4-1 in columbus Pitt got dominated at home again right now the flyers can play with anyone or get blown out by anyone just depends what team wants to show up. And, yeah, especially early in the year. We're kind of getting out of that early in the year part now. But uh, I would say a couple of weeks ago when we were – this is – but that, that's been my issue with the Flyers. And tonight, you know, again, they get the point and that's good. But they've had a tendency to get blown out going back to last year's playoffs through the beginning of this season. Been blown out a bunch of times. Um, it's a league of parity. You're not supposed to get blown out. And if they – Turn the puck over as many times as they did tonight. There'll be a lot more blowouts. Could the happy, fun time Flyers show up more often? Can Limblom coach the offense? Seriously, this is, uh, this is built to set up behind the net. We need more of that. Yeah, man, unless I, you know I love it. You know this is, this is the offense I need to see. Um, I say it all the time. Wayne Gretzky had more goals and more assists than anybody who ever played the game. Um, if he never scored a goal, he would still have more points than anybody who ever played the game. 
his office was behind the net. Uh, I'm not an X's and O's expert, man. But maybe there's something to that. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's something to generating offense from back there. Just a hunch. Konechny needs to get laid. He's hit more posts than anyone in the league. <laughs> Quick nut and he's back in it. Jesus. Uh, this is what happens when I just start reading the questions without reading them in my mind first. Jake just needed to make a check or chip the puck away. I imagine he was hoping to pick it up and wheel it up to G hanging in the neutral zone. Just wish, just wish G had been back checking. I mean, at that point, once once he gets by for a check, it's over. TK playing OT. Those were crazy times. I mean, he's been playing in the overtime. Uh, they just you know gave up a goal in 13 seconds tonight. You know, it's an odd start to the year when we're not here complaining about Weiss, Leterre, and AMAC. Well, I mean, AMAC's been out of the lineup. And I honestly like a little bit what I've seen out of Christian Folan as a third pair, sixth defenseman. You know, I'm cool with Folan. Uh, he's fine, physical, you know, smart guy, veteran, all that shit. Um, he's fine. I'll take him over Andrew McDonald. I'm just sick of Andrew McDonald. Uh, Weiss and Leterre haven't been bad. I mean... I don't want Laterra to stay in the lineup, uh, you know, especially when JVR comes back. I would love some sort of um, Lawton centering Albe Cuvel and Weiss or Raffle or whoever's left, really anybody. But, you know, that's, that's a discussion for when JVR is actually back, I guess. They need to change the PK personnel at the very least. At least give some other guys a shot, like... The group out there just ain't doing it. Like, let me see more Sandheim, because I'm intrigued by him out there. Let me see freaking Ghost, because at least he can skate. And when he, if he, you know, if if there's a loose puck, I, I have a reasonable expectation he might be able to get to it, which is something I can't say for every defenseman on this team. Uh, like someone else commented earlier, let me see Nolan Patrick out there. Why the hell not? What's what 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 are they gonna be worse? <laughs> Fallen hasn't been terrible. Yeah, I don't think he has been. Seems like they're always outnumbered along the boards in the offensive zone. Right, maybe. Yeah, and that's that's a good point, Mike. If you're outnumbered on the boards in the offensive zone, you know, if you can kick it into the middle, you're looking at something like uh like the Voracek Golden Knight where the middle's wide open. Joe Thornton's growing it back. Yeah, man. Joe Thornton shot a goal tonight. He shot the freaking puck. I mean, that caught me as off guard as it caught Pickard. I'm telling you. And that was a hell of a shot. He should probably do that more. Like, his entire career, he probably should have done that more. Who are we looking more forward to seeing in orange and black? Frost or Hart? Uh, me, personally, it's Hart because it's got... God willing, it's the end of a of a of a long hard search to find the franchise goaltender. Um, they need it. They just need it badly. Okay. 
Did everyone uh, get rid of between the glass reporters? I know they got they've kind of dumped it on the national broadcast. Uh, Taryn Hatcher's kind of like floating around, but she's not between the glass. Yeah, I think uh, I think they've I think they've kind of scrapped the format, and I can't say I hate it. You know, like I really wasn't a huge fan. I'm a bit. I wish uh, I wish I'd get Taryn and Jones both in the uh, both in the booth calling the action. That would be fine. But yeah, I think I think that's just kind of they're done with that. All right, a couple more comments, guys, and we'll wrap it up. It's getting kind of late. Um, NBC cut the reporters from all their affiliates. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, guys, I think that's all the time I have for you tonight. Uh, thanks for hanging out. As always, it's always fun doing these, and we can you know talk through these tough losses together. That's what it's all about: is getting through this and. Hopefully on Monday we're celebrating a win right here together, and that'll be nice. Wrap up the uh, wrap up the road trip three zero and one. Um, can't ask for too much more than that. But this was a tough one tonight, just because they did look they looked so freaking sloppy and still at a chance, and they break your heart. Uh, yeah, that's it. Have a great night, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show. It seems smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.